Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sara Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host Sara Davison shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sara Davison. Welcome back to the show where you'll learn to transform your heartbreak into happiness. I'm Sarah Davison and I'm here as your trusted guide to help you every step along the way. On today's episode, we're diving into feeling lonely after your breakup. Now, I've had several messages just in the last couple of days from people saying that they feel extremely lonely because their partner isn't there anymore. Now, of course, this is normal, but I think given the situation we were in at the moment with the pandemic and being cut off in many cases from people that we love, not being able to spend time with them, I think this has really heightened this situation and the challenge with with loneliness. Deb contacted me and she doesn't have any kids, so she's finding that she's spending so much time home alone. And one of the issues that's come up because of the loneliness is that she's really felt that she's let herself go. So she never dresses up anymore. She's always in comfy, elasticated waist trousers or tracksuit bottoms. She doesn't wash her hair as much as she used to. She never wears makeup. And because of that, I guess it's a self-fulfilling circle that she is now feeling that she doesn't want to go out at all. And she doesn't really want anyone to see her as she is now as well. Ranji, a client of mine, is really missing her ex. He used to work from home, so he was there all the time. They spent a lot of time together. And one of the trigger points for her is in the evening. She said that during the day, she was usually quite busy. She'd be off doing things. But in the evenings, more often than not, given the pandemic, they would be at home on the sofa watching TV or a movie together. And they had certain series that they would watch together. And they would always pick a box set at a weekend and really binge on that. And she's really missing those times. Also, she loves cooking and she loved cooking for him. But she kind of feels that it's not even worth cooking for one right now. So she said to me that her go-to meal in the evening, instead of these elaborate dishes, because she's a very talented chef, she's cooking an omelette or maybe even beans on toast, which for her is a horrifying thing. But really, she feels that there's no point or that actually she just doesn't have the energy for it. Now, a lot of my clients who do have kids have said that dropping the kids off at school and driving away is one of their trigger points because it just dawns on them that, you know, now they don't have the focus of the kids to distract them. It's back to life. And that really means that that loneliness can hit quite hard at those points. So understanding what your trigger points are is important because if you know when you're most likely to feel loneliness, then we can look at that area and that time of day or that particular scenario and find something to replace that with. Because I think if you're going to stop feeling a negative emotion, we have to, one, change your behavior, but to replace it with something else. Okay, because otherwise you'll just go back to doing the same thing again, and that will trigger those feelings of loneliness. 
Now, it's really normal to have lost your mojo at the end of a relationship, to feel like you have nobody to confide in. And I hear this a lot, even with clients like Ranji, she was saying that she has a lot of friends. She has so many people around her that could support her and she could talk to. Obviously, she's not seeing them at the moment because here in the UK, we're still in lockdown. But even with friends and family who she can pick the phone up to and connect with, she says she feels isolated because she doesn't have that intimate connection with them. She doesn't have that partner relationship with them. So whilst they're friends and family, it's not the same. So she is really focused on the loss of her partner. Now it is key to think, yes, okay, you have lost that love and I know how difficult that can be. But if you're focusing on the fact that that was your only source of company, then of course it's going to magnify those feelings of loneliness. It's important to realize what you do have, and it's really common. So don't beat yourself up about it. But it is super common when you're going through a traumatic time just to focus on what you've lost and what's not great. But if you can shift your focus to all the people that you do have around you, that you could reach out to, that you could connect with potentially, then that will really help you to dial down those feelings of loneliness as you realize that it may not be the same bond, it may not serve exactly the same purpose, or you may not have the same connection, but they're still there for you. So that feeling of loneliness can definitely be dialed down. So that's an important thing. Number two, I think it is important to make an effort. Now, it's all too easy, especially during lockdown, when you're not going out and nobody is really seeing you, to let your personal standards slide, but it's never too late to put a stop to it and get back on track. So even if you just start to make small changes over time, so maybe when you get up, you always take a shower. And if you wear makeup, then putting on a little bit of makeup to start with, then, you know, getting outside the house once a day as a routine. So set a time that you're going to leave the house just to give yourself a little bit of a push and a commitment. So these small things over a period of time will start to tip that balance and you can start to feel better about yourself, which will then open up those opportunities where you will feel more comfortable to start spending time with other people. Another really good tactic, and for those of you who listened to my episode with one of my clients, Kerry, who did a really inspiring episode about how she turned her life around after her husband left her for one of her close friends, One of the things that Kerry did, which I think is awesome, is that she started to say yes. So yes to going out more, yes to when people invited her on things. In the past, she had been resistant to pushing herself out of her comfort zone because her body was in self-protection mode as she was healing from the double betrayal from her husband and her friend. So it was only natural that she pulled back from daily life and stepping up and socializing. However, this idea of saying yes actually made her feel so much more empowered as she decided to push herself out of her comfort zone. And once she'd done it once, and the magic of this is you only need to do it once because then you get more momentum because you realize actually that was quite fun. There wasn't a negative side to it, or it was only small in the initial stages as she pushed herself through to do some of these things. But 
you know, getting outside, embracing life again is also a really important part to overcoming loneliness because quite often we cut ourselves off from the outside world. So learning to say yes and getting out there and trying new things is also a fabulous way to start to dial down the loneliness. But also the benefit is you get to connect with other people. You are boosting your confidence. You're getting new experiences and all that will help you to get your sparkle back. Another key part in the strategy for dialing down those loneliness feelings is to redefine the meaning of spending time on your own. The ideal is to get comfortable with spending time on your own and to look at it not as a negative, as in I don't have any friends or nobody wants to be with me or my life is tough because I spend so much time on my own, but flipping that into something that is nurturing yourself and allowing yourself some time to rest and to nurture yourself to get yourself back on track, to actually get to know yourself. So if you can set yourself some small goals, for example, clearing out the kitchen drawer, maybe clearing out your wardrobe and getting rid of the clothes that you just don't like anymore or will never wear again, little things like that will make you feel like you're taking small steps to getting back on track. So actually using that time and not beating yourself up and feeling sorry for yourself, but recognizing that it's important to learn to be comfortable with time on your own. And that you can't always run to somebody to fill that gap. I mean, I know right now in the pandemic, we can't do that. And that makes us probably crave it even more. And those distractions we had that we would normally do if it was an end of a relationship without pandemic would be to go out, to eat, to drink, to see other people. We can't do. So the distractions have been removed. So we're having to spend a lot more time on our own. But actually, there is a side to it which is making us stronger. It's making you more self-reliant and able to process and make decisions for yourself, which maybe you become almost codependent on your ex, which, again, is quite a normal thing. But now you're having time on your own to realize that you can do it. You can spend time on your own. You can survive it. And actually, it's not all bad. There are some good things that come out of it. Maybe you're achieving some small steps, some, some small goals, or maybe you're learning some new skills. So I think these things are really key to shift your focus and take control of the thoughts and the words and phrases that you're using to describe this time on your own. And my final tip in this episode is to write a list of everyone that you would really like to connect with. So maybe it's people from school that you've lost touch with. Maybe it was a really lovely person you met when you were working at a certain company. Maybe it's someone you met on a holiday. Whoever it is, maybe you've just drifted apart. Maybe time has meant that life got in the way and you haven't spoken to them or even reached out to them for a very long time. Now is a chance to start reconnecting with those people. Because if you think about it from the other side, if you received a lovely WhatsApp message or text message from somebody, or even a phone call out of the blue from somebody that you cared about and was a good friend at some point in your life, but you know everyone understands that life gets in the way and people drift apart, then 
it feels good, right? If someone reaches out and says, hey, haven't been in touch for a super long time, but really keen to know how you're doing and hoping all's good with you, um, would love to connect. You know, if you've got a little message like that, it would give you a boost. So how about writing a list of all those people that you would like to reconnect with and then working through that list? If you're not comfortable making a phone call, that's okay. Send a text or drop them an email or send them a WhatsApp, whatever works for you. But start reaching out because then hopefully you will get those messages back and that will give you a boost and also enable you to connect with somebody which will also help you dial down those feelings of loneliness and open opportunities to make new friendships and refresh those friendships and get them back on track too. So lots of tips in today's episode for how to handle loneliness. Remember, you are not alone. There are always organisations and charities like the Samaritans that you can reach out to and call if you are feeling low. Please do reach out and ask for help. There are so many people in the same boat right now. And this really is a chance to build your resilience so that you can start to get your life back on track, feeling more empowered and ready to use this time as a chance to regroup, to get to know yourself, to get comfortable with that time on your own and to get yourself ready to getting back out there and enjoying life again. Thank you for listening to today's episode and allowing me to help guide you from your heartbreak to your greatest happiness. I look forward to you joining me on our next episode. That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week that posts a review in iTunes will win the chance in the grand prize drawing to win a private VIP day, including exclusive one-on-one coaching with Sara Davison herself. Be sure to head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com and pick up a free copy of Sara's gift. Then join us on the next episode.